let's listen to really smart people, <laughs> take what they have to offer, and use it as our own. Kind of how we got through school. <laughs> <laughs> So we're talking uh, about that time not too long ago where you had to go speak to that uh, that group, the the company yep. about health, just, wellness, yep. fitness. Just did a company lecture, and uh, in the in our in the past, we've spoken a lot to coaches, athletes about training philosophies and principles, and there's always something that comes up um, that we discuss. We termed it or stole it from somebody called gluteal amnesia. Yep. Basically, their butt doesn't work or they have no ass. Right. And so we like to do this because we know most people will fail the test and it just makes us look really smart. Yeah. And we get to laugh after. And during. And during. So the test goes something like this. If you're uh, listening in your car or just sitting down is uh, we ask, can you sit there with your feet flat sitting straight up and, and tighten just one butt cheek? So I'll say tighten your right butt cheek. And then I'll say, can you do that without tightening anything else? in your lower body. And inevitably most people can't just squeeze one butt cheek without their hamstring or quad really tightening up. Right. And then we'll say now tighten the other one. And then most people can't do at least one or likely both. And then I say, can you do both at the same time? And by this point we can see most people in the room, um, starting to change colors. Right. <laughs> Nick, Nick has, Nick is not good at holding back from laughing. And so he's usually looking down at this point because you'll have the inevitable tryhard in the back of the room <laughs> whose face is purple. Usually male, male, yeah. always male. Right. Right. Yep. Uh, face the turning one of the females like Phyllis is already Peter pants. Yeah, right. Trying right. To do this. Yeah. <laughs> then John's in the back John, giving himself a hemorrhoid. John in his back is just <laughs> even an acute hemorrhoid. <laughs> Because nothing contracts. But, no, but he's trying really, he's really trying hard. hard. His butthole is tight. Yeah. <laughs> You'll usually get like the cramping guy too that'll cramp. Yeah, and, right. And, and You'll see somebody shoot up from their seat really quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a great test for public, any public speakers awesome. out there. Yeah. And it's good. I say I think it's still a fad. Like most women are trying to get big butts. Right. Most guys, I think, like And I think guy, guys too, more like it, it's coming up because there's this whole idea I remember this guy that I kind of started working out with before. He would always say, like, man, you got to make sure you do your legs and train your butt. Otherwise, you're going to get to be my age. He was, like, 55. And he's like, you're not going to be able to hold your pants up. Yeah. He's like, you ever look at these old guys? Like, they have no ass and their pants are sagging halfway down there. You know what I mean? It's like, I think there's probably some truth to it, at least. Like, trying to keep some mass through there just to, for, for no other reason to hold your pants so up. So you don't have, like, an extra large belt hanging down, right? <laughs> <laughs> look like you have a diaper on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I see, I see that a lot. My uh, in-laws live in Naples, Florida, and it's a mostly retired generation. And it's it's the truth. Like, you right. see a lot of baggy shorts and no asses. Like, they're getting ready to fall off. So, and it's, which is funny, it's the largest muscle in our body. The Right. Should be the strongest, most powerful. And we just completely forget how to use it because we sit on our ass forever. Right. Right. Just, we live in a time where sitting's never been more prominent. So, I think from us today is... Uh, uh, can we talk on this topic of gluteal amnesia, how to grow a nice ass? A nice, firm, plump but rump. Yeah. yeah. Let's keep this not 
X-rated. Okay. Yeah. Stick yeah. To, we'll just okay. Yeah. R- good terms. You just tend to go overboard sometimes. All so right. Stay with. I'll, me. I'll try to. <laughs> I'll try not to let it spin <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> so can we talk about this? Uh, what's the phenomenon? Why are we seeing this uh, issue happening more and more? Do you think? Yeah. So we wanted to kind of like we wanted to start off and talk about this this phenomenon that we call, and and I think others have called it too, like borrowing or compensation. And that's kind of really what it is. Like Jason said, like there's a lot of people who don't have good glute, you know, but gluteus maximus control. Um, Their brain has just kind of forgotten how to use it because primarily because we sit a lot. And that illustrates this fundamental point of compensation and borrowing, which can occur all over your body. And I think in future episodes, we'll talk more about it. But it's really one of those things like, okay, what happens if you just kind of quit using your glutes? Again, because we sit too much. What's going to happen? You know, your glutes have a big role to play in like your gait process, right? Gait meaning walking. Here we go. That's it. I know. Simplify. See? Simplify. Um, walking, right? So when you walk, it's basically just your hips extending, right? And what is supposed to be driving that hip extension is the biggest, bulkiest muscle in your body, which is your gluteus maximus. So, right. so just hip, hip extension, folks, is bringing your foot from when your heel hits the ground yep. back behind your body, by your behind your center of gravity. Right. right. You kind of think of like just before you you toe off as your you know your hips are in extended position and your butt should be what's driving that leg backward. And it just illustrates this example like, well, what if that's not working? What if, you know, neurologically our brain is not very good at recruiting that muscle? It gets weak, but yet our hips still need to extend in order for us to kind of move from point A to point B. So what are you going to do? And what you have to do then is compensate. Ooh, that's good. Yep. The brain will automatically go into compensate mode and it'll start recruiting other muscles that maybe... They don't actually extend your hip, but they can kind of like fake extend your hip or at least give you a couple more degrees that your body can make it work. Yes. I think we we like to use other joints to get there. How yep. do we get our center of gravity to push forward by borrowing or compensating, right? Exactly. So, so most common thing we see, let's go back. Most common reason people see their family doctor for any orthopedic injury a year is? Low back pain. Low back pain. In my opinion, and I'm in most other smart people that agree with me, right. um, which in order for them to be classified as smart, they must agree with you. Correct. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're the cause of a significant portion of low back pain is borrowing through the spine because my hips or glutes don't do a good enough job of doing that. Right. Right. So again, if you can kind of picture this, uh, if you're listening to this, like, if your glute can't extend your hip very well, then what you can do is just kind of like arch your low back excessively. And that sort of like in, in, a, in a weird way creates this like artificial hip extension. Correct. And so that's what your brain, one of the options your brain has to kind of start dipping more into your low back, increasing those muscles, uh, tightening them up and creating this artificial hip extension, which a lot of ways, you know, it, it kind of crams those joints in your back. And it could be one of those prime drivers of like, man, I have this chronic back pain. Why is that? You know, it's not like you just woke up one day and your low back joints exploded. Right. It was over time, this tightness builds and builds and builds. And if you don't understand why, then a lot of times you're spinning your wheels. And those are the classic people. They go shopping at the mall. They're walking in the grocery store just slowly. They're not walking for a purpose. They're just meandering. And they always tend to have tightness in their low back. Like they want to bend over and they want to stretch because they think, 
the back is tight in reality. It's just the muscles they're using to propel themselves are not the ones they're supposed to be using. They're wrong. They're wrong for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So if you have those symptoms, you likely don't have an ass. That's right. Right. Possibly an extended low, like a kind of hyperextended low back and no butt. Correct. Um, and then so that's kind of one example. So your glutes don't work. Your brain can kind of go north up into your low back and start creating some tone and tension there. Or it can also go south into your hamstrings, Ooh. which is another common one we see a lot. And again, if you kind of think of it, okay, I'm not getting good glute-driven hip extension. What other options do my brain have? It You can start increasing the tightness of your hamstring. And you can kind of think of like your hamstring tightening up and almost like buckling your knee backward, you know, like hyperextending your knee. That's another way to sort of, again, kind of create this artificial hip extension so your body can kind of tilt its center of mass over and keep you moving from A to B. Yeah, you'll see, uh, we like to use an example of, if you see somebody that is an over-the-road truck driver, a lot of times as they get out of their truck and walk, their feet turn out into this like duck walk, right? Yeah. And from the side, it looks like their pelvis is tucked under them all the way, and they're just waddling. And not all truck drivers. I'm just using that as an example. Just, just a, yeah, it's one yeah. example. So we have our feet turned out, our butts tucked under because our hamstrings have tightened up so much to help us move forward that it's pulled our pelvis into that position. Yeah. And those people are at risk of serious low back problems, hip problems, knee problems, every problem problem. Yeah. Right. right. From the side, it looks like they have no ass. Right. A lot of times belly sticking over doesn't help that that mass pushing down on the pants yes that's right so um if you're either one of those then we need to figure out how to get said but to fire right right so that's kind of how this starts right is okay we've identified this is the problem now we got to tr- train your butt to so it can learn how to fire and is give it you homework not to by just sitting and squeezing your butt cheeks as hard as you can well that's one thing you could start doing at home <laughs> but you might end up like johnny in the back of the room yeah. or what do we say john or jim what do we john call john yeah john. his name isn't john his it name wasn't be, john honestly, yeah we just i don't know. yeah we just we we named him john yeah with the hemorrhoid yeah <laughs> john with the hemorrhoid whose face was beat red so there's several exercises that we like to utilize to figure this out and we're really simplifying this today because most of the time, the glutes aren't firing for a certain reason. Yeah. Sitting is a common theme. As you sit, your butt is getting pressure because the seat's touching it. Mm-hmm. And your brain starts to shut off the glutes because it's getting just stimulus, right? Right. So, but the simple glute things we do, like one of them is just as simple as laying on your stomach and trying to figure out how to squeeze your butt cheeks. Right. Because a lot of times, yeah, we kind of have these progressions we'll go through, but if patients kind of look, they can't do this, they can't do this, or they can't do it right, then yeah, just flip them on your stomach and just look, try to start squeezing those things and get the feel for what it feels like to contract that muscle again. Usually that's pretty eye-opening for people. That's just like, you know, it it blows their mind that I I can't, (laughs) I just can't fire a muscle and feel it. Right. It's kind of a weird feeling. We'll have to cheat sometimes. We call this, I call it gluteal setting. It's kind of a PT term for it, but you lay on your stomach, put a pillow under your hips, and they, they bring their knees wide, spread them apart, bend their knees, and then they put their heels together. So it's kind of like this frog-like knee position. And they'll push their heels together as they're trying to squeeze their glutes to help activate it, give it some resistance. Mm-hmm. And then they should feel this tucking, tightening position. Right. And then uh, there's a kind of a rule of thumb that you need to hold something for about six seconds yeah. to get a stimulus to the brain to wake up said arse. Yes. Um, 
And supposedly holding much longer than that, then you, you kind of run a high likelihood that it could start going to other places. Yeah, right? you Didn't start to that? fatigue from a yeah. lactate standpoint. Then hemorrhoids start to occur even more. Again, you turn into John again. Yes, yep. right. Okay. So don't be John. Don't be John. Don't be that guy. So these little <laughs> uh, glute exercises, we squeeze six seconds, do maybe 10 or 12 of them. Yep. A couple times a day. Uh-huh. Try to get those babies to fire. And then as you uh, get better and better at that, let's say, okay, I'm starting to feel it. I'm getting a little bit more control over it. Then maybe you can start progressing to other kinds of activities where you're loading them a little bit more directly. Right. And there's a plethora of exercises if you Google them, but usually the rule of thumb is start on the ground laying. Yeah. Take gravity away from what movement you're doing. And then you slowly start to stand up and add more gravity and resistance. Right. Right. So don't go throw 200 pounds on your back and start squatting really heavy. Yeah. Well, we even have uh, some studies done that squatting back squatting, front squatting doesn't really utilize our glutes because um, of the way you're loading it, even though it's a myth. Like, you know, coaches a lot of time will say we want to get faster, so we'll do a lot of squatting. And there's really not a lot of positive correlation to that. Yeah. Side note. Side note. That's a good one. But what should somebody look like? Should their butt be smaller or bigger than their thighs? (laughs) (laughs) Ideally, since your gluteus maximus has a lot more just mass to it. Mm Mm-hmm. I would go ahead and vote uh, glute max should be bigger. Yes, and then as you go down the leg, it should be quads, like your thigh should be bigger than your calf. Right. And then the calf should be tapered down to smaller, right? Right. And if it's not that, that means they're likely... Uh, They likely have cankles. (laughs) (laughs) Never be serious. (laughs) They're probably compensating with something to make that happen, right? So usually people with no butt, smaller butt will have a bigger thighs or bigger calves because they're using everything to help them walk. Yeah, right. So sometimes, yeah, just a visual inspection. You know, I've kind of got that too. Like a a lot of high school athletes, again, now we're leaving the glutes and we're going back into the upper back. Sometimes when they come in and it's like you're looking at them and working on them, you just kind of, you you know, you can feel just how much tone and tightness is up in their lower back and mid back too. You know, almost like unless you're deadlifting really heavy every day, you shouldn't have this much tone in these muscles. They are just walking around playing sports. Right. Right. So just like you're saying, it's like sometimes you can just look at them or feel it. Same thing with the legs. Like you're saying, like you can just look and be like, okay, there's probably a little imbalance there. Right. Looking like the ideal balance we'd like to see. Right. I think this carries to, uh, so women, the butts, they want a butt. Yep. Men want butts. Yep. Um, athletes. Biggest reason a lot of athletes aren't as fast as they could be is they don't have proper hip extension. So their butts don't work very well. Right. Um, so if you want to be faster, yes, if you want to wear a speedo and look better, right? Or at least hold it up. At least keep the speedo. Up. <laughs> Do you wear a speedo if your butt is? Yeah, it's probably tight enough. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. So I think later on we'll get into this concept of borrowing compensation. Um, potentially have some exercise prescription on our website. Yes. Um, but that'll be at a later date. So for now, hopefully explained a little bit of what's going on, why it's going on. Right. Introduce the concept uh, a little bit. How to get your arse to work. I like it. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next time. The information provided on this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. No doctor-patient relationship is established by listening to this podcast. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast.